glassware because once more, it feels fancy. <laughs> this is going to be a theme. I like to feel fancy. Welcome to the Beer Feelings Podcast, where together we are going to indulge in life and craft beer. My name is Natalie Jones. I am your host. I am your beer guide. And maybe most importantly, I am the gal pal that you never knew you needed. Now, this show is really all about demystifying the craft beer industry in a fun and flirty way for beer beginners or beer lovers who are just hungry to learn more. Now, this episode is going to be all about how beer is served. We're going to start out by talking just a little bit about different features in craft beer glassware, and then we are going to talk about the right way to pour a beer so you can start having that ultimate craft beer experience, whether you are out at the brewery or at home. So let's get started. On this episode, I knew I wanted to do an episode about glasses. I just personally really like collecting different beer glasses. I like how they look in my hand. I like how they look in my cabinet. And so I kind of went back and forth. You know, I've written some blog articles about beer glassware. I've interviewed a few brewers to get some stories about why the shapes are that way. In this episode in particular, I want to make this information as accessible as possible. And so what that means is breaking down glasses into the individual features. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Today, I'm going to run through a list of probably seven, seven to 10 features. We'll see. I'm drinking a beer right now. So we'll see how far we get through my list of features. And then once we kind of dive in and dissect the glasses, you can choose what features sound exciting to try out and you can pick two or three of them and find a glass that incorporate both of those or all three of those features and kind of play around. But it puts the control back in your hand, which is exactly what I want to do. So let's get this show on the road. First thing I want to talk about, the first feature, I think it's the most like bougie feature. That's probably not the right phrase, but when I notice this feature on a beer glass, I'm like, oh, these people know the difference between craft beer and the other nonsense. And that in fact is a tapered lip. So you can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but it's where the glass comes in and it's more narrow at the top. And sometimes it has a little flare and sometimes it comes in and it just goes straight up. But the whole point of a tapered lip is for foam retention. Foam is a good thing in moderation, but I want you, when I say foam, to think magnifying glass because that's exactly what it does. It lets all the aromas from the beer have kind of like a little meadow to play in so that you can observe them. So that's why that tapered lip is important. If it keeps the foam around longer, it lets you smell all those happy smells for longer and you get to know the beer even better. Cool. Off to a great start. I'm a big fan of that feature. The next feature is going to be a bowl shape or kind of a bulb. So these glasses tend to look a little bit more feminine, in my opinion. I always joke and say that they have curves like a lady. Um, some of them can look kind of like wine glasses, but what that bowl is going to do, think about it like a dance floor. So the more room the beer has to move around, it's going to get bigger and more lively, and the flavors are going to get a chance to develop. 
So a lot of times you see big, bold beers served in big, bold bulbs. Say that three times fast. Oh my gosh. Big, bold bulbs. So, so bowls, bold flavors. It's just a big dance floor. It's letting the beer move around a little bit more so that the flavors can develop. So I'm just going to give an example. If we were to combine a bowl shape with the tapered lip, just in one glass, what that would do is it would let the flavors develop and then it would give you a magnifying glass to really observe it. So those two, that combination is going to be really great for complicated beers, like angsty beers or moody beers that it takes a while to get to know them. So that's where I would combine those two features. So hopefully you guys are getting where we're going with this. So our third feature is going to be a stem. I personally like stemmed glassware because once more, it feels fancy. (laughs) This is going to be a theme. I like to feel fancy. Um, So a stem lets you have temperature control. I grew up thinking that beer was best served ice cold, but actually if that is the best temperature for the beer, it means they're hiding something. A lot of beers will tend to open up much like a wine will as it goes from super chilly in the direction of room temperature. I'm never going to recommend a room temperature beer or I'm never going to recommend it while I'm sober, but just kind of that in-between space to play around with. So what a stem allows you to do is it gives you control. So if you want the beer to open up a little bit more, you can cup the glass and bring a little more heat into the mix. Or if you're pretty pleased with the temperature, you can just hang on to that stem and ride that temperature out until you finish your pint. The next feature that I want to talk about is going to be handles and thick sides. Think like a mug. I wanted to use like a feature instead of a specific glass, but a mug is what I'm talking about or a stein. They're also called. That's what I'm drinking out of today. This does very little for the beer itself. It can be argued that the thicker sides do keep the beer cooler because you don't have to manhandle it. Same with the handle, but really the purpose behind kind of this more industrial glass is straight up utility because people drinking out of these glasses are there to party. They are there to cheers. So imagine clinking glasses. And if you did that with like a beautiful stemmed, like really thin walled glass, you would have glass shards everywhere. So when we're looking at thick glasses, handles, think of like your city's Oktoberfest, right? You probably have some really sturdy glasses. So that feature is there so that you can be a little drunky and clink your glass with your friends and have a great time. Before we get into the next set of features, I want I want to have a moment of transparency. The more you guys will get to know me through this podcast, you know, I am an open book. I will talk about literally anything. And so I'll show you a little bit behind the scenes on this podcast. So what I like to do before every episode is kind of write down some notes so that my Natalie stories aren't quite as rambly. We have a point. I make sure we touch upon the things that that some of you have asked me to touch upon or just that this doesn't turn into a 30-minute episode. It stays closer to 10 to 15 minutes. And the next few notes that I have just seem really inappropriate All I've written down is bulges out, happy hands, tall and skinny. Yep, that's it. And if these were out of context, that could be a little inappropriate. I apologize to my family that is listening to this episode. Please think of those words as (laughs) 
as innocent terms because I'm just talking about glasses. So, okay, let's let's dive in. Let's talk about the bulge. Let's talk about the bulge and the happy hand. So once again, I'm going to invite you guys to close your eyes unless you're driving, then in which case, please do not close your eyes. But you've seen them. They're called nonic glasses, but they kind of have straight sides up and then a bulge in the top third and they taper in. So that's what I'm talking about with the bulge. The reason for that Number one, it's higher up in the glass so that it's easier for a bar or a brewery to stack them. So just number one helps the brewery. When a brewery is happy, we are happy. And number two, because it's on the top third, it gives the top of your hand something to rest against. So it is a really fantastic glass if maybe you're on your third or fourth beer because it's a little more stable and a little less slippery, just kind of slipping through your fingers. So see, that wasn't inappropriate at all. Wonderful. All right. The next feature I want to talk about is also pretty cosmetic. It is the tall and skinny glass. So sometimes these tall and skinny glasses will have like a a V shape to them. Sometimes they're just more straight up and down and its whole job is to honor the beer. This means that the brewers have made it especially clear or really pretty color. There's some fun bubble action to watch. So it's pretty much think about a tall skinny glass, like a picture frame, because you really want to frame everything that's gorgeous from the can or from the tap or maybe from the bottle, you want to see it on display. So that's what we're looking for, a tall and skinny glass. And my final feature for the day is just going to be a straight up big glass. When you look at like stock photos of beer, you see the big glass. It has kind of like a bulb at the top and then it goes down. That was like the worst description ever, ever, fam. But you know what I'm talking about. If you go to a brewery and your friend orders a Hefeweizen and you order a sour and it looks like they got three times the amount of beer that you did, that's what I mean when I'm saying big glass. Now, this glass is here for certain types of beers to give them more room. So think about it like if you go to Starbucks and you like to add extra milk or you like to add extra water there, you ask for like a venti cup with room. That's the same thing with the big glass. They want to leave enough room at the top so the beer can foam the right way, the right way that it was intended to foam. And you still get the appropriate number of ounces of beer, if that makes sense. So the big one here is going to be a Hefeweizen. I know we have not really talked about styles yet, but just trust me, if you order a Hefeweizen anywhere, you'll see the big glass. You're going to know what I'm talking about. All right. So just to do a quick recap, the features that we touched on today, and once more, there are a lot of different features out there in beer glasses, but we're making this fun and flirty and we're starting with the basics. So maybe we'll do like an advanced class here in a couple of episodes, but we talked about the tapered lip, the bulb, a stem, handles and thick sides. So that sturdy glass, the very appropriate bulge, a glass that is tall and skinny, And then for lack of a better term, just the straight up big glass. So what I'd invite you guys to do the next time you're at a brewery, just observe all of the glasses around you. Are there different glasses for different types of beers? If there are, use this little guide and maybe refer back to this episode and see if you can notice 
if your foam sticks around a little bit longer, or if you can appreciate the bubbles a little bit more, or if you have one of those thick steins, clink away and see how hard you can cheers with your friends. But I just want you guys, your assignment is be a little more observant. And if you're feeling brave, maybe after that first beer, feel free to ask your beer tender, Hey, why is this particular beer in this particular glass? The other thing that you can try out is if you have a few different shapes at home, like I have a big cabinet full of these glasses, um, you can buy a six pack of beer at your liquor store and in the same night, close to each other, because I promise you will forget, try drinking the same beer in a tall and skinny glass, the sturdy glass with clinks, and then maybe something that has curves like a lady with the bulb and the tapered lip and see if you can tell a difference. See if the temperature changes, see if it smells different, but this is how we start to explore. And man, what a fun homework assignment that is. So, all right. If you're wanting to try a new type of glass at your house, head on over to the Beer Feelings store at beerfeelings.com. It's called a Tiku, which is T-E-K-U, and it's a super sexy flirty glass. And basically the features that it has are a taper, it has a stem, and it has a bowl. So if you need some more materials to play around with, we can help you. Beerfeelings.com, grab your Tiku pint glass. All right. So we talked a little bit about the glass itself. Now let's move on and let's talk about how do we transport the beer to the glass itself? So I have a few steps that I want you guys to follow. The first thing that I would like you to do, or rather that I would like you to never, ever, ever do again, stop freezing your glasses. It is doing the beer a total disservice. Number one, we already talked a little bit about ice cold beer if that's the best it is, then like, honestly, you've wasted your money. I'm really sorry. Well, I'm not, I'm not sorry, but you've wasted your money because beer should have a personality and it should warm up with you in the same way that you warm up with a new group of friends. It should, oh yeah, this is a big pet peeve of mine. So if you freeze your glass, it is going to make your beer a little bit too cold. You're not going to be able to appreciate it as much as you can. The other thing that's going to happen as the glass warms up, it's going to start to accumulate condensation, which will drip into the glass. So you're basically just watering down your own product. And that's just a silly thing to do. And we can totally avoid it. So step one, stop freezing your glasses. All right. Now onto the things that you can do. Step two, I guess we're on step two, maybe step one A, rinse your glass out. You would be amazed how dirty this world is. And even if it just has, if the inside of your glass has a little bit of like detergent, it's going to affect how your beer bubbles. So just head over to the sink, quick rinse, swish, swish, dump it out. Step three, we're just going to commit. This is step three. Tip your glass at a 45 degree angle. And then as you start to pour, I want you to aim for the halfway spot down the side. That is our goal. It doesn't have to be totally horizontal, just a 45 degree angle aim at the halfway spot. Then when the beer is at about the halfway mark, start to stand it up. So it's fully upright and let the foam happen. I think, is this the third time I've said it? Foam is a good thing. A little bit of foam is your magnifying glass and your journey to flavor town. Like it's just, oh, you guys haven't been drinking a little bit of foam in your beer. That's the biggest tip I'm going to give you. So 
let the foam happen as your beer stands up. Your goal is about one to two fingers. Now, this is an acquired skill. Acquired, is that the right word? Now, this is a skill that you will get better and better and better at the more that you practice. So more assignments, drink more beer at your house. If you notice that you're not getting enough foam, stand your beer up later. If you're getting way too much foam, nope, I said that backwards. You guys get what I'm saying. Adjust when you stand up the beer to get one to two fingers of foam. So let's wrap this thing up, right? Today, we talked about different glass features. I want you guys to play around and mix and match. I want you to try the same beer in different kinds of glasses to see what you can see. I want you to notice what your brewer is serving your beers in. And if you feel comfortable, ask them why the heck they're doing that. And then finally, when you are at home, I want you to use these steps to accomplish the perfect pour. So that's it for today, guys. If you want to keep this boozy journey going with me and try tasting beer in a whole new way, I want you guys to head to beerfeelings.com to download our free beer tasting guide. It's fun. It's flirty. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of one of those American Girl quiz books. I am now dating myself, but that's okay. But it's going to get you thinking about the flavors inside beer in a way that you have never done so before. But that is it for me tonight, my friends. I will catch you in our next episode. Cheers.